Hey everybody, welcome to another Lessons from the Battlefield. This is for June the 2nd, 2023. And today we're gonna to be talking about spiritual bodybuilding. So I'm Tori. I'm Ben. Yeah, and so as we go in these, every every Friday we release these and we kind of just talk about a, a topic that's spiritual and then we also just dive in and discuss it and then give you some questions or thoughts about how you can actually practically apply these to your life as a, as a believer in the modern world and as a mighty man or woman mm -hmm. of God. Yeah. Right. So, th I mean, this week, we're really something that was on our minds and on our hearts a lot was conversations um, with people and with each other about the idea that if, if we have access to everything through the Holy Spirit, um, Jesus gave us all power and authority. Uh, in Luke 10 and 2 Peter 1, um, and we're described as having, because we have a relationship with Jesus um, in salvation and, and in intimacy with him, we have access to the Holy Spirit without measure, like it says in John 3, meaning that there's no limit to what we have access to in him. The same Holy Spirit is present in us that was present in Jesus when he walked the earth, it wasn't that Jesus had more of it, of act, more access to him than we do. We have the same amount of access. If all of those things are true, which they are, then how come we don't, our lives don't reflect hmm. Jesus' life on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of like power yeah. and, and signs, wonders, and miracles and how it's, with a lot of Christians, it's, it's more of an ideology than it is living in any kind of power or supernatural lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually interesting because this morning, even you and I were talking about this and diving into devotional and the scripture that talks about not grieving the Holy Spirit and mm -hmm. just like kind of dissecting that a little bit. And I think it's interesting because I think a lot of Christianity 101 or being raised in the church or in any Christian environment it can lend to the fact that the Holy Spirit is is kind of an afterthought yeah. or he's not, it's not a person that you can actually have an intimate relationship with. And we actually just read an analogy of how, you know, the Holy Spirit is like a dove that's resting on you. And literally, like if you could think of that on your shoulder, mm -hmm. that was from Bill Johnson and just saying that it, if you have that in mind and it's there 24 seven, how would you act? What would you do? You would have that dove in mind because every action that you would take would be, you know, it how's it's going to impact this, mm -hmm. this bird. Or even if you just took something else, you know, if I had a ball that you had to balance every, everything you conducted in your life or everything you do in your life would be centered around how is this going to keep a ball from this ball from dropping. And it sounds kind of silly, but it really does help that analogy because if we can really take that to our core level, I think with Holy Spirit, I think kind of back to the question you were posing just to everyone listening is, you know, why don't we see that, that power? Why don't we, if we, if the Holy Spirit is there without accessible, without measure, but why is that measure not necessarily mm -hmm. to the level that I would think or want? Well, it's, there's something called relationship that has to be built truly and mm -hmm. understanding what grieves him and what doesn't and just, or being willing to learn. Right. I mean, you were comparing the Holy Spirit to, a dove, I mean, the Holy Spirit, you know, came upon Jesus when he was baptized in the form of a dove. And um, there's a lot of metaphors in terms of why a dove of all animals, yeah. you know, the Holy Spirit's gentle, you know, the, the, those kind of metaphors. But what you're, I mean, you're, you're spot on. I mean, why don't a lot of Christians 
you know, carry the, the, the glory and the power of the Lord where people can see it in a tangible way yeah. other than just being nice to people right? is because I think a lot of Christians think that learning about the dove is the same as carrying the dove. Yeah. And it's not the same thing. I mean, you can memorize a thousand scriptures about what the Holy Spirit is like, but yeah. unless you know him, uh, it doesn't mean relationship. And I think there's a huge difference. There's obviously a huge difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. And there's a reason why the Bible talks at length about both yes. is because the gifts of the Spirit, the supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit in our lives, speaking in tongues, healing, prophecy, uh, all those things are, 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 you can only carry as much of that as your character will allow. Right. And, and, you can see signs, wonders, and miracles through... There's been signs, wonders, and miracles manifested through people who don't have a great relationship with Jesus yeah. because the gifts of the of the Spirit are without repentance. They, yeah. God's going to manifest when he, when he wants to, even through broken vessels. Yeah. Thank, I, thank God. Yeah. But, but there's a... The reason we have access... If we have access to the Holy Spirit without measure, meaning that I can access him to at any level, to raise the dead even... To calm storms even, why don't I see that on a daily basis in my own life? Is It might be because my character can only carry so much of that weight. Yeah. You know, Truly. it's like you, you have a five-year-old kid. You can give him the car keys to your car, and he can get in the car and start that sucker and try to drive it. But he doesn't have the knowledge, not only the knowledge, but he doesn't have the maturity to harbor that kind of right. responsibility. Right. And I think a lot of the time it's it's not because the Lord is withholding it. I think it's a lot of the time it's because our character can't bear it. Yeah. We we don't know what that even means. We don't know how to do that. Yeah. And and only deeper relationship with the Lord in terms of knowing him and seeking his face and asking him what's on his what's on your mind for today? Yeah. What do you dream about for my life? Yeah. What do you hope for in my family? Like and, and waiting on the answers from him, wanting to know what he's thinking and what he wants instead of just, you know, talking to him every day like he's a genie lamp and right. we just <laughs> have a thousand requests and amen yeah. and then you move on with your day. Yeah. That's not relationship. No, it's actually being an active partnership. I think sometimes we feel like that's heretical or blasphemous, but it's not. Like God designed us to have relationship with us mm -hmm. and partner with us to release things on the earth or create solutions on the earth or love people the way that he would knowing his heart seeking his heart means i'm going to start to adapt or adopt some of the his behavior and let that get into everything that i do mm -hmm. and and just he he says yes please do that because while he is God, I think that's the funniest thing I hear all the time is just like, well, ask God for that. Yeah, but he does this stuff through people, through through his kids, with yeah. his kids, not just as mm -hmm. well his minions. It's it's <laughs> it is out of relationship, out of that co. It's not like God is yeah. limited. God can do whatever he wants, <laughs> but he chooses to act through people. Yeah, that's why he has a church in the first place. He doesn't have a church because he needs worshiping. Yeah, like he has some kind of ego problem, and we need to. You know what I mean? He yeah. needs to hear us tell him we love him. Yeah. He doesn't need that at all. He doesn't need us whatsoever, but he wants us. And that's, that's and he wants thing. relationship and he wants people to know about him through the people that love him. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
it has nothing to do with need. No. All of it has to do with intimacy. Yeah. I think we just lose sight of that a lot. And, and I think in order to carry that, we just have to remember that it's a growth process. And it's very similar to lifting weights. Yeah, that's what we are titling this. It's talking about like spiritual bodybuilding. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very, very similar to that. I can walk into a gym and I have a gym membership now. I just purchase a gym membership. Now I have access to everything in the gym, right? I can go anywhere in the gym I want. I can use any machine. I can use any weight. Does it mean that I can lift all the weight in the gym? Thousands of pounds of free weights and barbells and all that stuff? Absolutely not. No. I have to start somewhere. I have to pick a small weight and I have to lift that. And then I have to lift heavier. And then I have to lift heavier. And it builds over time and it takes endurance and it takes discipline. Consistency. Consistency. And... um, I have access to everything, yeah. but I can only carry so much. Yeah. You know, uh, Romans 5 talks about that. It talks about that, that even when we have times of trouble, we can have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And right. then patient endurance will refine our character. And then proven character leads us back to hope. Yeah. And this hope's not a disappointing fantasy because we now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. It's like one step to one step to one step. The Lord develops this in us, which then develops this in us, which then develops this in us. It's a building pattern. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and kind of likening it back to the physical training is that it's also something that it's, if you've ever been in this space where you have had a routine that's consistent, but then you stop, for two weeks, I'm, I've been in the exercise and physical well-being space for quite some time. And one thing I teach and one thing I've learned from experience is, you know, maybe you just get bored and you want to stop or you get injured. Your body can quickly start to revert back or you no. start to lose muscle or you lose that endurance. And it's, it's you realize that, okay, if I even if I don't have a crazy goal, if I want to maintain this, I've got to be consistent. And it's such a beautiful reflection for that with the Lord. Again, it's not that he's expecting you to show up at the exact same time every morning and do these things. He's, again, he's not that hard taskmaster because um, we're no longer s- slaves, but mm-hmm. friends, you know, but what would you do? How do you build friendship with just someone that you care about? Right. You be intentional, you connect, you spend time with them, you ask them questions, you go deeper. It's like you and I, it's this constant ebb and flow of how are you feeling? Do you, do you, what do you want to see shift in our marriage? What, what's not working? Like mm-hmm. it's just having, it, it never, it never ends. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it. I don't want it to. No. And that's no. how it should be. No. I mean, I, I, you know, we, we've, you know, you, we, we've gone to the gym and I'm sure plenty of you listening that, that exercise and go and go or go to the gym or whatever have seen this yourselves. but we go to the gym and we'll see guys or women, um, they'll show up. And they'll be consistent in showing up, but you'll see them lift the same weights. Yeah. Do the same. There's never any growth. It's like they're doing the same motions. Yeah. They don't put much weight on. They just kind of do the same motions. They do them really half cocked. They don't, they don't really do even the full range of movement. They're like kind of just quickly doing half push ups and just to kind of do the routine and get out of there. Yeah. Just to be there and, for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then months later, you're still working out in the gym and they're still there and there's been no physical change in their body at all. Like yeah. you, you can tell there's no te- muscle tone. Yeah. There's no nothing because the stuff they're doing has now become routine and it isn't building anything. Yeah. There's no, it isn't 
strain no. being put on those muscles, which is also in an interesting component of this, mm -hmm. is that they're what's fascinating about the muscle is when you actually lift a weight, it tears it and the muscle mm -hmm. has to repair itself, but it does it better and faster. And that's how you put on mass mm -hmm. as you, you put pressure essentially on yourself yeah. and then the results come. But it, again, it's that you don't even see it from one to the next. You wake up a lot of times, like we're both right now, even in this moment feeling sore, but it's knowing that what we did yesterday is going to impact today and then tomorrow. And that, that goes to the question that so many people ask out there is why does God allow trials? Why does God allow pain? Yeah. And, so, and a lot of the time he allows it so that character can be developed. The muscle has to be torn. Mm -hmm. It has to put you in a position where you have to push, where you have to depend on him, where you have to use the fruit that he's sown into you, where it's like, okay, I, I've sown kindness in your spirit i'm going to put you in an opportunity to be kind yeah. when you don't want to be yeah. i've put you i've <laughs> sown patience in your spirit now you're going to have to be patient in this moment you know and it's the verse in hosea 6 so the lord has torn me to pieces that he might bind me back up yeah. i'm going to tear your spiritual muscles so that they're strengthened when i heal them yeah it's you know i heard graham cook say an interesting thing it's that every time he faces a trial it gets him excited yes because or a problem because it gets and it gets him excited because the bigger the problem is the bigger he will be when the problem's over yeah it, and that's such an interesting way of looking at that right because it's, it's not i'm being punished no it has nothing to it's do not. with punishment it's it's opportunity now yeah it's it's not why is god letting this happen it's oh wow i get to go through this because I can't even imagine how big I'm going to be yeah. spiritually when it's over. Yeah. How, how strong he's going to make me in this situation when it's over. How much more I will be able to connect to his heart yeah. and understand what the fellowship of suffering actually means. I yeah, think. what, I, what I, I, I can't wait to see what new thing I learn about him through this event. Yeah. Or through this situation and that how, I couldn't have learned any, way, any other way. No, and then know? also re registering that the world is a broken place and people have so much that they need hope for. And when you go through something, it allows you to say, it allows you to have that compassion on a whole new level and sympathy, right? It doesn't mean we go preach at them and tell them how to live their life. And exactly, you know, I have the answers for you, but it, 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 it humbles you and shifts your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so be encouraged too, because we are not saying that we have all the answers either. We actually currently are, and as you're listening to this, we're, we're in a position where there's certain things where we're trying to, we want to see the end of things where we want the timeline to shorten, but it's not. And so we have had to consciously every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, seek the Lord, seek his heart, recognize that he hasn't changed, recognize that he's blessed us. He's good. Mm -hmm. He's, he's faithful. He's holy. He's worthy. There's so many things to be thankful for. And it's an opportunity to to let the attitude show through. It's interesting. And yeah, so I want to encourage you in that too. It's a matter of keeping perspective of where yeah. you are and what he's doing and where you are. Because I know a lot of us out there are waiting for him to do some kind of big breakthrough moment. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you're in a season of just waiting. And it's like, man, Lord, how come this isn't happening yet? Or how come I haven't broken through into this season yet? Yeah. And we are, have been there and are still there yeah. in a lot of ways. And um, as a matter of fact, we were just dealing with an individual just recently um, where we were kind of 
coaching this person and praying with this person in some areas of that person's life. And we were struggling with being irritated with them. Yeah. And we were struggling with, because there was a a real victim mentality there and we're trying to coach them through, look, look, you're not a victim. You're a victor in Jesus. Shift the way you're thinking about this stuff. A pity party isn't helping you. Yeah. Think about it from a champion's point of view. Start looking at it as you're winning, not losing a situation. And most of what we were saying seemed to fall on deaf ears. And it was a, a situation where we got irritated and we had to be reminded by the Lord. It's like, you know what? We're waiting for big breakthroughs in ministry and in our lives. But if we can't steward this one person well, why would we? Ever? Why in the world would we be able to steward hundreds or thousands of people later? Yeah. You know, it's a it's a really good reminder of Luke 16, um, where Jesus said, the one who faithfully manages the little he's been given will be promoted and trusted with greater responsibility. Yeah. But those who cheat with the little they've been given will not be considered trustworthy to receive more. Yeah. If you've not handled the riches of this world with integrity, why should you be trusted with the eternal treasures of the spiritual world? And if you've not proven yourself faithful with what belongs to another, why should you be given wealth of your own? Mm. It's impossible for a person to serve two masters at the same time. You'll be forced to love the one and reject the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, we have to be reminded of that all the time. Every bodybuilder you've ever seen in a professional bodybuilding thing, every world-famous weightlifter had to start with one five-pound dumbbell Yeah. at some point. Yeah. In their lives, they had to start with something small. None of them were born looking like that and being able to carry and lift that kind of weight. They had to start with a small thing that was maybe even embarrassing to pick up. Right. And it comes with humility to carry a heavier weight in the spiritual realm to do greater exploits. Yeah. Means humbling yourself and carrying the little things. Yeah. And I want to give kind of one more example and then we'll, we'll go, but similar to that exactly is as someone who's trained for and competed in just races, just, you know, uh, trail and road long distance, I would train for months on end and build up my mileage and endurance. But on the day of the race, I didn't know what was going to happen. All I knew mentally was what, what could happen, what I've done well in the past, but race day, you just have no idea. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing of, am I here to just compete and try to win this thing? Or am I here to be on the journey to, to be, to learn, to grow, to be better at this and to say, I can do this and accomplish it. And in that way, it's that relationship with the Lord. It's, am I doing this so that I will look a certain way and walk in this power and do these amazing exploits? Or is it because it, it teaches me more again about his heart and how he sees people. It's it's really interesting how those analogies actually really make a lot of sense. Yeah. So we just wanted to kind of end on those to kind of help you give perspective because it's it's really that's really what it's all about. Yeah. So lift those weights. Like you get it, get out there and be encouraged to press into those things that you feel like are a challenge or a hindrance to you because chances are God has left those things in that place to to, to teach you how to lift them. Yeah. So that you can lift something heavier later. Yeah. You know, so just be encouraged from that and, and look for opportunities to be strained and be pulled in ways that maybe cause a little pain yeah. or cause a little um, stretching 
You know, we like to quote this scripture all the time in Christian circles, iron sharpens iron, you know, yeah. we in terms of being encouraged by other, other believers. But when iron sharpens iron, it causes a lot of sparks. Yes. And we always try to ignore that part. <laughs> yeah. The part that the fact that if you're butting heads with another believer, chances are that's really the iron sharpening the iron. Yeah. Lean into the sparks. Lean into the sparks. Embrace the, the tiny weights mm -hmm. because big weights don't come until you've lifted the tiny. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for, for joining us in this. We really want to hear feedback from you. And we're really excited to hear where you are in your journey and, and hear testimonies. Please don't hesitate to share. And we will see you next time. Yep. See you guys. Bye. Bye.